0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Speak of the Devil with me, Josh Devillier. My guest today is a man who I served on board the USS John C. Stennis with. I've known him for about four years, and he's always had great conversations with people and been able to talk and banter with basically whoever. And he actually has his own podcast, Down Home Dysfunction, that he and his wife do. Uh, And he's actually starting a new podcast called Getting Old with Garth. So please check him out. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Drew Garcia crushed cool <laughs> sweet so this is the, this is the podcast uh thank you for joining me today this is like the first podcast i've done where i have not scripted anything beforehand
1: dude it's so. it's a fun time i started uh i had scripted all my stuff with my wife for like the first like five or six episodes and then the last couple of ones we've just freehanded the fuck out. <laughs> it's yeah. just been so wild Literally just sitting down and being like, "All right, we're in dangerous waters now. How do we make this work?" And you just keep fucking hammering it out and finding ways to come up with stuff. But well,
0: there are some people that I just like don't know at all, and I just know what they do, so I'll like look them up i'll research them, and then I'll script questions and stuff like that.
1: Well, that's true. You've but also had like famous people, like haven't you? Nah, like,
0: I would I wouldn't call. I mean, they wouldn't call themselves famous. I I th- I've had idols, like people that I idolize, but. Knowing that I don't think would call themselves famous. Yeah, I um,
1: mean they're pretty popular yeah. people though. It's pretty dope. I mean that's like the yeah. fact that you've already gotten to talk to your idols is like pretty cool. At least like setting up stuff with people because right now Ariel and I are uh, on our, on our podcast and stuff. We are actually trying to uh, get one of the guys from Ninety Day Fiance on, and that is gonna be probably the wildest shit ever if it works out. And I guarantee it won't. But we are literally just like, we just put it out in the ethos and we're like, please just answer Dude. us and tell us maybe, and it will yeah. be the greatest shit ever. <laughs> I
0: mean, dare to dream, you know, yeah. the worst that they can tell you is no. And you know, nothing changes.
1: Yeah. And, and I then, still put out an episode next Friday, so it doesn't fucking matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's my philosophy. I've reached out to so many people and just have some people actually with, with pretty big like YouTube channels and stuff have gotten back to me and they said no, but uh, some of them have actually gone back to me. Most, most just don't respond. Hell yeah! But I'm pre- I'm supremely confident in our ability to banter for half an hour to an yeah, hour. I mean, or something you like talk that.
1: about like the fact that we've both been in like the same service and shit like that. Had a lot of very similar stories. Dealt with each other yeah. in the Navy. Ugh, so much so fun. So for
0: those listening who don't know, uh, Drew and I served on the the USS John C Stennis and Recently, I transferred, and you're getting ready to, right?
1: When do you transfer? Uh, let's see. It's gonna be mid June, as long as I can get orders, because that's what I've been waiting on this
0: whole time. That's that's so. Is is uh is Walter still waiting on orders too?
1: Yeah, and King, all all that's three ins- of us, and we're supposed to leave. That's insane, dude. Within like three days of each other, like, bang, 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 and uh, it's none of us have gotten any word back. I've called the guys in charge of, like, our, uh, like, orders and transfer stuff, probably, like, 15 or 20 times. I've left multiple voice, like, voice messages, and I also email them every day that I'm at work. And I'm on a do-not-answer list now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're trying to get orders to Jacksonville, right? Uh, Or Pensacola?
1: Yeah, I was trying to go to Pensacola, and by way of good old New Orleans and, uh, At this point right now, I'm just like, we're selling the house. We are almost done selling the house. We close on the 22nd of April, and then I officially become a homeless active duty person on the 15th of May. So it's pretty dope. I'm not stressed at all.
0: That's pretty sick. What a title. (laughs) You
1: You normally hear like homeless veterans, and uh, no, we're trying to do that early now, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you don't want (laughs) to wait until you get out to be homeless, you know?
1: dude yeah <laughs> but, uh, why wait it's perfect
0: dude you know what's weird like i'm up in new york now and uh, i'm at the prototype training command for those listening and uh what threw me for a loop when i first got up here is like I-, I asked some people from the ship who met me and i was like what's it like up here and they're like oh it's 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 not too bad now there's no students and i was like oh yeah there are no students here
1: wait you, and, got, uh, you guys have no students th-
0: right now no no students we're in rcoh so, yeah. So I left our ship to come do an RCOH at prototype, which is awesome.
1: Bro, that's the but, best.
0: Uh, yeah, like the command feels so small. Like I, I, there's one plant, obviously. Uh, there used to be two, but there's one plant now. There's no students here. Basically, there's no traffic, but the work days are kind of long. But it's only it's Monday through Friday, for me at least. So I still get weekends and everything like that. But, uh, you know, other than, like, Navy stuff, what's been going
1: on in your life? Dude, uh, I mean, other than, like, the move, I have been researching every day. Uh, I have an Amazon list that is two miles wide for uh, the home studio. Uh, Tim Earl Cooley, uh, one of the mechanics on the ship, he's literally building our table as we speak. He's going to be building, like, this giant magic Dorito for me. And yeah. um we're literally doing we're doing all the purchases right now just like one piece at a time to get the home studio set up for next house. So uh we've already looked at a couple houses throughout the southeast just because I can go anywhere in Louisiana to like Panama City, Florida. Yeah. Which is
0: Yeah, cuz the New Orleans uh maps, right? That covers like that entire area. Yeah,
1: cuz that's where we both came out of, right? So yeah. It is huge, and so we have like a dream house in every like semi-major city along that route in case like I go anywhere. And uh, between me and Ariel, looking at that, I like I I stopped looking at houses probably like two weeks ago, and she just keeps looking every day. And then uh, outside of that, it has been absolutely wild because I just. Uh, recently started looking at video equipment and all of the things it's going to take for us to build the home studio that I'm about to build. And I'm probably going to go into it about 10 grand or so. Yeah. (laughs) Which which is like, it seems like it's going to be a lot to me right now, except for we're going to make almost $40,000 on our house because of how lucrative the market in Virginia is. So it's been sick, dude. I've been like really trying to push the the not so much branding aspect is like getting everything ready for when we decide to go big on like YouTube and try and like add video to ours because between like the the week to week podcasting stuff like I've gotten to the point now that uh even like this past week I recorded Thursday night, I edited Thursday night and then I put it all up in time for Friday morning drop uh, I need something more stressful in my life now, so I yeah figured, add video component to it and uh you know, we'll see where it goes from there and see if I can have the uh have the train fall off the the tracks.
0: well, I mean, if you're looking for for growth, uh making it a video podcast is a is a pretty good way to do it, I think
1: yeah, I mean, really, like every podcast that I listen to, I at least get interested in like watching a couple episodes, like especially some of the bigger ones, obviously like I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, which everyone pretty much that has a podcast has listened to at least a thousand times. And uh, then, of course, like your mom's house with Tom Segura and his wife. My wife loves that podcast. And we started watching their live shows, and I was like, okay, now now I'm going to have to like add video just because yeah. it, it, it gives somebody something else to do with a podcast. Because some people obviously aren't going to like download your stuff just on their phone, or let's say you watch a video with like the people that you're doing your podcast with, like maybe those people want to see that video too. So it's just something else to add to it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like even some people might not even watch it, right? Like, but they can turn it on their living room. They can walk around the house, do dishes, whatever. Uh, (laughs) at, At least with the podcast being on YouTube, doesn't necessarily have to be like in video format, but I need to start uploading to YouTube as well. I've thought about just like putting, you know, the podcast logo with the audio, just uploading that. I just haven't, I haven't done it because I've been lazy. But uh, yeah, if you're trying to grow the podcast, I think exploring a a video podcast is is a good avenue. Uh, I I saw your uh, your new graphic for getting old with Garth. That's a pretty sick graphic, dude.
1: Let me tell you. So this guy Zach, uh, I found him. Completely by random. Thank goodness, like Facebook, if you if you use Facebook at all, uh it is either a mind reader or it's completely listening to you. Every like fart that you like have in your pants, like it hears it and it goes, Oh, you need an ad, right? So yeah. It's absolutely insane. And so I was talking to my wife uh a couple weeks ago and I was like, Hey, what if we like I need to start doing branding and stuff and getting things ready? And you know, like obviously, I don't care to like spend money on merch right now, but I wanted to get like a logo. And she was like, "Oh, well, what would we even put as like a logo if we wanted to go with like a graphic for like YouTube?" And I was like, "I mean, I don't know. I'm not like super artistic. I can probably look it up." And literally that night, <laughs> I, 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 kid you not, I was laying on the couch and I was like looking at a bunch of mics and stuff, and I was like, or uh, video recording stuff too, and I was like. Oh, whatever, you know, and I got, I backed out of Amazon, went on to to Facebook, and I was scrolling down, it was like, oh, do you need a logo? And I was like, thanks, government, for listening in. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, please leave me alone, first off. But also, yes, I am looking for a logo, how'd you know? And uh, I went to this, like, company, um, I want to say they were called, like... Is it Freelancer? It was, was like, a company in um, the UK, but... They were like, yeah, we can turn it around in like 12, 24 hours, something like that. And I was like, oh, I mean, cool. So I paid them for the one for mine and my wife's podcast, Down Home Dysfunction. And then uh, they sent it back. I was like, man, this is actually pretty great. So it's very easy. I'm sure that they have like some cookie cutter graphic things that they do. And then they've got a couple of different guys that do drawing for them. And so literally within like 24 hours, I did it that night and probably the next night I'd already had proofs. And I was like, oh, sick. Let me like do that. And then I was like, oh, well, I actually more even more so than wanting to do the one with me and my wife. I wanted to go ahead and get one made for my own like solo podcast, which is just the getting old with Garth and so when I started talking to them about that the guy the guy that runs the company Zach was like okay well like what are you like really wanting to do with this and I was like well I have like a couple of picture ideas and you can really go with anything but I'm like a huge fan of like just weird like stuff and maybe like do something like that fear and loathing in Las Vegas like thing and like make it make it kind of trippy but give it like these like specific colors and it took him a couple of days to get back with me, which they were like, this isn't like usual for us, but we are trying to like do something a little different than what we're used to. And I mean, they knocked it out of the park, honestly. I, yeah, I'm like looks huge great. into it. And so I already just uh, got very, I'm so in love with this like logo. I immediately started getting stickers of that as well. And so I'm getting like 200 stickers shipped. Uh, in the next couple weeks, it should be here. Just so that I can be like, okay, I'm just gonna start tagging, just gas pumps or whatever, and just doing dumb stuff with it.
0: And then I, I guess we should say I'll say it in the intro. Uh, when I do, I'll record that separately. But you and your wife host Down Home Dysfunction. Yeah. And then getting old with Garth, you said that's a separate podcast. Just you, basically just what a nostalgia filled podcast. Dude,
1: it is. It is my. My magnum opus, dude. I, Yeah. In all honesty, like, I love recording with my wife. It's, like, one of the most fun things to do every week because her and I, we vibe, like, super well. And it is, if you ride in a car with us, it is the same thing as you're going to hear on the podcast. Like, we just joke around. We talk about just dumb things every day because, like, obviously, like, being parents and stuff, like, we have no time to ourselves, and the little free time we have now, we decided we were just going to record, and it's it's come off without a hitch. Everybody loves it that has listened to it, but then getting old with Garth was something that I had as like a passion project on the side, which is really one of the reasons that I wanted to get into this to begin with. It um, was just to like record all of like the people that I meet in the Navy, or like... You know, a lot of my friends back home, because if we end up going to Pensacola, it's going to be so easy to record because I have just, everyone that I grew up with that knew me from before the Navy times, right? Uh, I just wanted to get an entire record of stuff so that down the road, when I'm just like sitting around on a weekend and I'm like 65 years old, I'd be like, oh yeah, I have like all these recordings from back in the day and I could just relive like all of those crazy memories and stuff because uh, what I've come to find is uh, your memories fade very quickly when you, uh, when you're just working every day and you're basically on damn near rotating shift work. So I'd like to remember like some of the the crazy things down the road. And so I've just been recording it and I've got probably like five or six episodes that I haven't released yet. I know I still have, uh, ours with you and Zubrod. I still want to release that one pretty soon. But I've been holding that one for a little bit just because I wanted to make sure that Zubrod had his time, you know, out of the Navy to really enjoy himself. And then I want to yeah. try and hit him up again here in like a couple of months to see how he's going. And then I've also been trying to talk to Rachel, his girlfriend, about trying to come on too before she gets out. But it's been fun, man. I've I've really enjoyed doing getting old and then with down home as well, that's been Probably one of the most fun times that me and my wife have on a weekly basis. And she was the the other day, we were sitting there riding around looking at like furniture and stuff at like a bunch of furniture stores for next house. And she was like, Really? I think that we should just move this podcast to just in the car because we pretty much have all the same conversations and we're just repeating conversations from being in our vehicle to sitting down on our couches. I'm like, Yeah, but eh, you know, engine noise, why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the great things about that, like when you can just banter with someone, especially someone you live with, uh, why not turn it into a podcast? You know, you're still having the same conversation you would have. It's just now the mics are recording. Yeah, exactly. You're just hot
1: micing it. I mean, and if I'm going to say something that gets me canceled down the road, I mean, I was already saying it before somebody was recording it. So (laughs) it doesn't really matter to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, I mean, other than like Podcasts and stuff like that. Like uh, you know, we're both in the Navy. We both have podcasts. Um, anything else going on in your life? I mean, it, like not even thinking me about anything. Uh, for mean? instance, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Me and my girlfriend have done this week. Uh, we've I've introduced her to Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman Dude. in preparation for the Snyder Zack Cut Snyder's, Justice League. Yeah. yeah, the Snyder Cut's finally out, and I'm not one of those. I'm a Marvel fanboy. Don't get me wrong but I never hated the the DCEU as much as some people did. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah.
1: Dude, I... Are you into that kind of thing? I I absolutely love Marvel, first off, and I'm also a huge fan of DC. DC is where I got my start. That's the thing, is I have at home, because I'm I'm a big, huge nerd, even though I don't exude that at work, uh, I'm a different type of nerd. I was the kid that, when I was growing up, I would collect comic books, and so my mom has, like three or four long boxes in a closet of mine that I grew up with of like all these DC comics. I was like a huge Batman fan and um, like that was like my absolute jam growing up. And so I was like a huge fan of the DC stuff well before Marvel. And then obviously like Iron Man came out when we were like pretty young. And so I was like, oh man, I'll just check it out. And Now Marvel is pretty much everywhere. It is it literally revolutionized nerd culture and turned it into like this hip and happening thing. And so uh, I was watching the WandaVision, um, the the like last episode, the season finale, the other day, and my wife was sitting down and she was watching. She's like, "Hey, what's this about?" And I'm like, "Oh man, there's so much to talk about on this," and she is like, absolutely not about superhero anything. She doesn't like, the only action movie she likes is like Saving Private Ryan or like very much war movies. She's all about watching war stuff and like people getting blown up, but she is not at all about like superhero things. But uh, she was watching the end of WandaVision, which like, no spoilers, but like big action scene towards the end. And she was like, oh, you know, it's got these like witchy vibes to it. And that's kind of her like thing. So she was asking me like a bunch of questions and I'm like, it's really hard for me to explain this season or who any of these characters are because there's, I don't know, like 30 movies and like 100 TV episodes that you'd have to watch to really understand how we got to this point. You're about 12 years too late. But if you want, I know Thatcher's like, so my son is like starting to get really into like Spider-Man and stuff. And so he's already like submitting himself in the Marvel side of things. So I told Ariel the other day, I was like, look, here's the thing. As Thatcher's starting to grow up, I guarantee I will be giving him a very, very in-depth look at all of Marvel. And we're just going to start watching from the very beginning and we'll spend, you know, a whole year trying to catch up and you'll be able to understand then. But for now, WandaVision is about this witch and she's like doing some stuff and she's got some powers and some things happen. And she was like... That doesn't make any sense, but I'm kind of interested. I'm like, all right, well, you're gonna have to watch that on your own because that's gonna take way too long for me to try and go back and do that. And then that night, yeah. she decided to watch Captain America, and I was like, what the hell are we doing right now? Why are we? <laughs> she was like, I don't know. I just uh, I figured this one would be kind of like war hero type stuff, and I was like, well, you're not very wrong, but it is a little different than what you were expecting.
0: Yeah, when the when the Marvel Cinematic Universe was new, I used to I used to think like. Man, that's going to be awesome introducing my kids to to this. And now I'm like, dude, I don't even know if that's possible.
1: But no. It's there's
0: so <laughs> many movies to just sit down and watch all of them. Yeah. And like obviously by the time they're old enough to watch, if if I had kids today, by the time that they would be old enough to watch those movies, there would probably be like 9 more. It's just like, "Oh my goodness, that's yeah, going to be
1: on top like of that, crazy it's like test. yeah, it's understanding it too like cuz my son's like almost three years old and he's like, Oh yeah, Spider Man and so like thank goodness Disney is taking over all of the things that I love as a kid and like a young teen. They pretty much own it also now it's all on one streaming platform that I can just watch all the time. And they have like the old school Spider Man cartoons and so every night when we go to lay down, he'll be like i want to watch spider-man and i'm like all right cool we'll start with the cartoons like i'm not gonna get you into like figuring out which you know spider-man you like between toby Maguire and andrew garfield and all that like we're not gonna do that yet we're gonna let you have that fight when you're like seven but until then we'll watch the original cartoons all the time and that's just fantastic because then i can just lay there and just be like all right cool Rewatching this series for like i don't know the fifth time in my life totally down yeah but yeah, it's yeah, going to well, be wild trying to get him into like, oh, here's Iron Man and Captain America. And, you know, they made 10 terrible Hulk movies and never used the <laughs> one you wanted to see. <laughs> they never decided to bring him on and actually have his own standalone. But whatever, it's not an issue. I don't care. <laughs> uh, um, yeah,
0: and, you know, like I said, I am a fan actually of the DC movies, at least the Superman ones, like, you know, Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel. Uh. What's cool about Zack Snyder's Justice League, regardless of what you think of the, the actual movie, it's just cool that it got released. Like, this four-hour movie. It's broken up into parts, but you couldn't do that in a movie theater five – like, you couldn't even do that, like, three years ago, really. No. But now with, like, streaming platforms and stuff like that, I think it's going to be interesting to see how many directors and creators and writers and stuff like that try to do this, like, long-form film which is basically what TV shows are nowadays. They're they're like catching up to film quality.
1: Yeah, but, exactly. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's so the future's pretty exciting in the world of movies, dude.
1: That, what's crazy too is like before the the Snyder Cut, right? Uh, you had like the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings back in the day, and those like four and five hour epics that you are yeah. literally like, man. I, I need to take I need to take a pause break, dude. I can't handle all of the amount of information right now. And dude, f- on TV with commercials, it was like 4 hours and 15 minutes. Dude, I know. <laughs> it's nuts. And now they're like, "Okay, we have this like eight or 10 part like, you know, Snyder cut that's like a 4-hour movie, but you, we set it out into like TV episode sizes so you can just be like, "Okay, whew, Let me take a deep breath real quick and then I'll just jump right back into it. And it's wild because I'm the kind of person that will literally sit down and watch like an entire series or like an entire season of a show in one sitting and then be like, man, I'd love to say I hate myself. But now I just hate that I have to wait another two years for like the next season of the show. Damn it. And so it's like for me, that's that's nothing. I don't that's not even an issue at all. And then, um, like, I could watch any movie now. I mean, I've been way more into TV than movies the last, like, decade just because they give you a lot more development of a character over time rather than, like, okay, we have this, like, two-and-a-half-hour movie, and that seems long to people, but when it comes down to it, you're going to have, like, two-and-a-half hours of them rushing a plot and then, oh, yeah, we have to throw, like, these random action cutscenes in there. And then, oh, yeah, we also have to do, like, oh, wait, we forgot there was a storyline, so let's bring you back. And we had to do a flashback to explain why we got to this place in the first place. And then, oh, yeah, now, you know, you've got two and a half hours of a movie that doesn't make any sense to anybody. And the only reason it's really cool is, like, they had ten extra explosions. And now you got to wait for a director's cut where they actually want to show you the the method and the thought process of what the story should have been, and now it's like an extra two hours longer. So, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited for them to build more long-form movies as well just because, at least then, movies will actually have story and, like, really good plots and aren't just going to be, I need to throw a hundred action scenes in your face and get you to come buy this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one in terms of, like, preferring tv over film these days but uh like i I tend to not really watch movies that have more than probably like probably seven or eight seasons and that's that's pushing it now i really like somewhere between like three and five i think is perfect
1: oh yeah and then at, at that point
0: yeah at that point i'm like if you're gonna if you're gonna tell a different story in the same universe i'd rather just be a different show so that i can watch you know the, the three seasons of that show and the, the five seasons of the show and it be separated that way instead of like, you know, getting introduced to a new show and seeing it has 11 seasons or whatever. Yeah. I'm that's... not, not going to sit down and watch that much TV.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll Breaking Bad done...
0: and Better Call Saul, perfect for me. Five and five. I guess technically Better Call Saul is going to have a sixth season, but yeah, that's about as long as I want my TV shows.
1: Yeah, then you end up with like The Walking Dead that's like 20 years old now it has like a 100 seasons and i'm just trying to figure out why they in a season you have the same five characters who have been there somehow since the beginning even though everyone else that comes in keeps dying and they're like man some of these people are gonna die in real life before we actually stop the show so we should probably start killing them off now and well that's the thing
0: is like you can only (laughs) write for so long before you run out of good content Yeah, before the the, the quality of the show goes down, you know?
1: You can only have so many ways that somebody can get bitten to death before you gotta really up the ante on somebody. And I I stopped watching it, like, season six. And the other day, there was a commercial for AMC, and they're like, The Walking Dead's coming back, season, like, 40. And I'm like, oh, my God, please stop. (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna watch.
0: (laughs) Lost was really guilty of this. Lost was super good for the first, like, three or four seasons. And then the last two or three, it was <laughs> like, off. they were like, bro, where do we go from here? It's like, the whole, the whole point is like, hey, let's get off this island. And then they get off the island, and then I'm like, ah, uh, this show makes a lot of money. Let's keep writing.
1: <laughs> let's keep it's going. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, they go back to the island. It's like, what? Come on, man. This show doesn't make any sense. That's like the part that really kind of baffles me is there's like a lot of shows that they made it to – season 10 or greater, and you're like, man, I stopped watching around like, yeah, probably about five or six. Six is like my max. If you make it to season six, and that season is even remotely as good as the first season, like you should stop now. Because w- especially I, I'm going to keep hammering back to Walking Dead, the longest running show on television at this point, uh, at least without taking, you know, cartoons into the mix. It's like, they literally had The Walking Dead, and then I think they even made a spinoff called, like, Fear the Walking Dead. Fear or the Walking like Dead, that. yeah. And so that's, yeah. like, its own separate thing, but in the same, like, universe, I think. And there's, like, I was like, you know, by the time you guys released another show at that point, you had already lost me. Because after season four, you're like, oh, we found another town. And, oh, hey, there's, like... Another like weird storyline where you have these other groups of people who have also just been Lord of the Rings style walking around and trying not to get eaten. And It's like, look, man,
0: it's like all the all the ladies on deployment. They they were like, yeah, I just watched all 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy for the second time. It's like, bro, how? Why? I don't understand. (laughs) How how many how many things can you do in a hospital to make it you know dramatic and interesting? W- 16 seasons I don't know that might be pushing it a little bit
1: yeah my wife is uh watching the final season now because they're finally ending it but like you look at season one of the cast that's there and then you look at them in season whatever they're in now because I literally have no idea I pay negative five attention to this thing when Ariel turns it on but all of the characters look like they're they should have retired five years ago. And it's like, dude, yes. when do you just move Grey's Anatomy to the retirement home? You can only kill so many people off in a plane crash. I'm I'm tired of watching people die the same way. Get a different yeah. set of writers or something, please.
0: <laughs> you in the you in the video game scene or is that not dude, your
1: thing? I so I'll tell you this. I I I would like to play video games, but spreading my time around between like raising a, a rowdy three year old and him like being into his own stuff I've had like so little time to invest in video games I think the last video game that I spent a lot of time on was whenever I I'd, I'd gotten like super sick and was out of work for like a couple weeks and I picked up Doom Eternal and played that all the way through I loved it and, and then they just sent me an email like two days ago it was like Hey, we released like two extend like big game extensions that you can just like download and play an entire another game of Doom Eternal. And then uh, I did play the, the like most recent Star Wars game because I love Star Wars, like, and the games are always just absolutely gangster. But for the most part, like, I am so not, I don't have time to throw into like. The big, like, open-world platforming, like, super games that are out now, it has been wild because yeah. uh, Lindu, one of the guys at work, he he tells me all the time about, like, games and stuff that he's been playing, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to live vicariously through you, my dude. Let's <laughs> we'll just <Yeah>. play that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's It's tough to devote the time it requires to play an open-world game these days. Like, I've started The Outer Worlds at least three times. And I I just like, I I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can't play for a week or whatever. And then I just, I just don't pick it up after that. And it's like, I think that's just part of like growing old, becoming an adult. It's like, you you just take on more responsibilities and you're like, do I really have time for a 300 hour video game? I probably not. That was the best part
1: of deployment for me, to be honest, because I had bought The Witcher Three when it first came out on my laptop and I was like, All right, I'm gonna play this. I think I put like maybe fifty hours into it and that is like not even cutting through the first like cutscene of The Witcher Three and how gigantic that game was. And then I just stopped. I ran out of time and then we hit deployment and I was like, Man, I am I'm gonna beat this game and I had all the downloads and everything else for it, which added like an extra 150 hours of game time at least between all the stuff that was in it and honestly it's it's probably my favorite game I ever played was The Witcher 3 because visually just ridiculous and like I had a good enough laptop that I could play on like super high settings and then between literally it took me the entire deployment so between the seven months that we were on this ship Any minute that I had to put towards this game, I was playing The Witcher Three, and I finished it right after France, right before Jacksonville. So I think it took me damn near the whole seven months to finish. And what an adventure!
0: Yeah, Uh, I uh, I think that sentiment is shared across many people. You know, Witcher Three is just uh, just amazing. Yeah, Uh, you know, like for CD Projekt Red. I mean, it kind of sucks now when you think of what they just released that that debauchery called Cyberpunk. 2077.
1: Oh yeah, twenty seventy seven, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
0: like, in a way, Witcher three was like the downfall of CD Projekt Red because they got so CD Projekt Red is a small studio, and then they released Witcher three this critically acclaimed masterpiece. Right, their stocks go way up, and then they they release Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven way way before they should have and then stock market or not the stock market but their stock plummets right yeah it's it's crazy
1: because i i found it funny though because they were like oh yeah we're gonna release it on this date and then you watch like as the covid time starts taking over it's like every couple weeks they're like hey it's getting delayed again hey we delayed it again hey we're still delaying it and they were like we're just gonna drop it with the new consoles And I remember seeing just the firestorm online the second they released this game. And everyone's like, hey, it's glitching, like, super bad. Oh, also, it's very buggy. Also, what the heck is going on? Also, how did my car go through a building? And I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) dude. Like, you should have just held out for the year. People would have been upset with you. But when you drop a very, like, perfected Cyberpunk 2077... No one will remember all the pain that they had just waiting an extra year, and you had fixed everything.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying with like Witcher three kind of being the downfall. It's like Witcher three made CD Projekt Red so popular that all these uh, all these investors got involved with the company, right? So like now the company is is feeling the pressure to release this game from yeah. these people who, <laughs> who want their money, and it sucks because you know. I, I believe CD Projekt Red is a good company but they, they they screwed that one up for sure. Uh they should have taken a, a page out of 343 three Industries books with like when Halo when the Halo Infinite uh demo came out, I don't know if you saw it. Oh no. It looked like it looked like trash. It was garbage. And they were just talking it up beforehand. They were like this this is going to be the Halo that cause Halo 5, I don't know if you keep up with Halo but Halo 5 everybody hated basically. Right? So they were like, alright, this game is gonna take everybody back to the, the glory days of Halo. And they released a the demo, and everybody's like, this game looks shitty. It's shitty as fuck, bro. And they were like, <laughs> alright, we heard you. We are delaying the game at least a year. It's like, CD Projekt Red should have just done that right from the start.
1: Yeah, just Save them a release lot of face. a beta and then let people hate it, and then be like, alright, give us a year, we're gonna fix all of your problems, and then, you know, drop a god-tier level game. Yeah, I... I've seen a little bit of people talking about Halo, especially recently with like them like releasing the Halo Infinite, which who knows, maybe I'll get back into it one day, but uh I was a huge Bungie fan. That like to me, the yeah. first 3 Halos were just so amazing and encompassed my entire like teen years. And then when I think it was three four three when they picked it up for Halo Four, or they might have done one right before Four. And they they did they did Halo Four, yeah. That was their first yeah. one. and and so I remember my brothers got that game, and I would end up playing it with them a little bit here and there. And I was like, eh, I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. It's not the same to me. Like it it's got different like playing dynamics, and like the way that it played just wasn't didn't sit right with me. So then, I guess when they release Halo Five, everybody was like, "Yeah, uh, this is basically like, you know, when Call of Duty started going downhill, same same problems. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and just uh, write this one off." But hey, if they if they if they make Halo Infinite like as good as if I can play Halo Infinite and it feels to me how it felt to play one, two, or three, I, I mean, my son will eventually be a video gaming age, and I guarantee I'm gonna pick it back up. And much to, you know, my wife's going to hate that, but (laughs) it's whatever. Yeah. Like between watching superhero things and watching us play video games together, I'm sure she's going to be like, man, I should have had a girl, but that's just not how the cards were played. You know, (laughs) I'm just really good at making a son.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, let me ask you this before we wrap up. Um, is the Navy, a career job for you.
1: Oh, uh, in retrospect of, like, things that I've gone through in the Navy, would I stay in to do the 20? I'm going to go ahead and throw a big no out, uh, but I can explain a little bit as to why. So a lot of the things that I went through, like, the people I've met have been amazing. They've literally been the only reason that I've even been okay with staying in as long as I have, and, like, now I'm obviously about to transfer into, like, a shore duty thing for, like, my last couple years, But I could not deal with going out to sea again just because uh, a lot of people have been like, oh, well, you know, if your first command is, like, not great, you know, the next one will probably be great. But I've heard that so many times, and every single time that I've heard it from somebody, it's been somebody who was like, oh, yeah, then I went to my next command, and I really hated that command, and then I went to... Short duty. And that was, that was pretty cool. And then I went back to now I'm on like my last command. Right. And, uh, I hate this command too. And I'm like, ah, you know, it, it really seems like if I'm going to make the same amount of money to do something and not be contractually obligated to show up, I would be a little bit more happy about it. But I have more than thoroughly enjoyed just getting to meet the sheer amount of people that I've met and like, So many different backgrounds. The diversity
0: of the people. Yeah, exactly. It is
1: wild. Like, to me, I came from a literally small, middle of nowhere town where, you know, uh, there was one race and one race only. And it was basically all old white people. And that to me was like, okay, whatever. Uh, But I have two Hispanic brothers, right? And so, um, and I've talked about this so much at work too, because it was like, I came from basically a really small, defunct, racist town, and I got to see firsthand, like, what that looked like. And then I moved to Jacksonville for college, and that's literally where I met, like, the first, like, black people that I'd ever, like, met in my life. And I became, like, really good friends with those people, like, people I still talk to today. And it really was, like, an eye-opener for me. And then when I joined the Navy, it's like... You have every color, every nationality. You've got people, you know, that grew up absolutely just couldn't rub two pennies together, much like myself. And then you've got a lot of people who, you know, they grew up with money just hand over fist, and they were just like, eh, I'm going to go try this out for a little bit. And so, to me, the getting to meet all of the people has been the greatest experience of my life as far as, yeah. like, learning about – other people's backgrounds so i I think in that regard like i have loved the navy for the people and i have pretty much not enjoyed the navy for a lot of the other parts of it
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i'm with you on that one i think with with people being dissatisfied about their commands like i think to a certain degree people they don't know how to deal with a lot of the stresses that come with the job that they're doing. 100%. And I, I don't. I don't necessarily believe that every single place that they go is bad. Uh, it's kind of just an outlook. Um, like like, I know people here who were from the Stennis, and they they they're saying that this place is worse than the ship. And it might be true. I don't know. I'm very new here. Yeah, I'm say so still pretty but new. <laughs> just based based on the person, uh, based on the person, right? I know that that guy complains a lot and it's probably it's probably not the case. Yeah. And so like <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that happens a lot people expecting that like when they get out things will be considerably easier. That's not the case. What I would say like my reasoning for wanting to get out after my my contract's up is uh just not not having to uh be told where I work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having the freedom of choice like if if I am doing this job and I don't like the people that I'm working with. I can leave. I can find a new job. That's what I want. And, and that's basically my main, uh my main reasoning for, for wanting to get out.
1: Yeah. I think the big years. thing too is with, uh with like the Navy and stuff, like a lot of people do feel like stuck in their contract. Right. So I'm a hundred percent of the, like the mentality, like you get what you signed up for, right? You, you signed up to do this. You're going to have to do it. And so when it comes down to it, if you have the right attitude, I mean, we've seen people just at every level of stress in the job itself. And the job is going to be stressful whether, you know, you work as like a civilian person in like a random power company, or if you work in the military and you're, you know, painting a wall every day for like three months and that's your whole job, right? The stress is going to be there regardless because you have bills and things at home, but... I've seen where somebody with the right attitude, so like one of our friends, Aaron, uh, he, you know, when he was stressed out, he was just like the most bubbly, exuberant person, like way over the top, and he could lift spirits a lot more than crush spirits. And so I've, I've found that that is like the best way to take a lot of the like stresses of, especially like being in the military is just be sarcastically happy to like the point that people are wondering if you're losing your mind. And uh, yeah. it really does help a lot because if you're just going to be like angry to the point of like upset angry wise, it is going to just make it that much worse for everyone around you. So I've always been the person that's like, all right, let's just get, you know, very manic. If I have to be, you know, <laughs> here, stuck here anyways, I'm just going to, take it in stride. I'm going to do my job every day. I'm going to make sure that I earn my paycheck. And if I have to do a little bit more one day over another, because obviously like there's good days, there's bad days. And there's a lot of in-between days that it is like 100% dependent on your attitude. Are you going to show up to work and you're going to be upset the whole day? Well, now that's going to swing to a bad day. Or are you going to show up to work and you're hanging out with like Literally your best friends who I've I've met a lot of people now who are like closer to me than most of my family has been in the last like several years. And like just getting to hang out with those people, even if the job sucks, right? You're up until, you know, like two in the morning and you're like, Man, I would do anything to just get like a thirty minute nap in. Uh, those have been like some of my best days at the same time just because of the people I was hanging out with and you find things to talk about you learn about people's like entire upbringing on those like very long maintenance hours and like big maintenance projects because you can either be suffering quietly and just being like banging your head against the wall or you can you know learn about the people around you and like make better than lifelong friends like my roommate who had just left Uh, He just got out of the Navy, Nate, and uh, he is about to go travel to South America for the next, like, year. And getting to, like, learn his whole story and, like, meet his family and him getting to, like, meet our families between mine and my wife's family. Like, we made the best of every situation, even if that situation was so bad that we just wanted to yell and scream. We just decided we were going to laugh it off and make as many jokes about it as we could until we got to the other side of it. And you know, that to me, that's been the best part of
0: it. You feel like you go through the mud with those people, you know, and and you have to rely on them to kind of pull you out and you have to do the same for them.
1: 100%. And
0: I, and we, we've both been in positions of authority over some of the people that we worked with. And I think, (laughs) I I think what helps a lot too, when, when you get told bad news and, the you know your work center your workforce can tell something is wrong i think it helps to key them in a little bit it, you know obviously sometimes when you're in a position of authority you can't divulge as much information as you like to yeah it but, sucks <laughs> but but letting someone know a little bit about why they're in the situation that they're in goes a long way i felt i've found yeah. um but you know so you want to get out i want to get out as well um what what is your do you have like a, a certain career uh, aspiration or you're kind of just going with the flow?
1: So I've had about a thousand different occupational thoughts. Uh obviously the closer we get to getting out officially, uh that's just gonna keep ramping up. Uh I think the biggest thing for me is not so much what I'm going to do to make money because I mean, my wife right now is literally finishing up her master's and is about to go into a, her doctorate and she'll go into like a doctorate level programs while I'm on shore duty, which is literally like the timing could not have been better for us because she's going right. to finish her doctorate around the same time that I'm getting out and she's going to do whatever to make, you know, obviously a lot of money on her side. For me, it is, I am, driven by like location, I just want to get a lake house, uh, and be able to pay for that lake house and sit in a kayak with my son, go fishing every day. Um, and then, you know, work enough to make the ends meet on the rest of the things. Um, I know that there's like a lot of different people that get out and they go like data centers, they go to like power companies and things like that. I would have zero issues doing that so long as, like, the location's right. I really would like to stay in the southeast and just live on a lake and go kayaking every day. So that well, is, like, my biggest... You're, yeah,
0: you're, I mean, your podcast, for instance, though, like, if you made enough money doing the podcast, is that is that something that you would feel content doing for, like, say, the rest of your foreseeable future?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. That's, like, a big push for us right now is getting everything because... I want to get, I want to raise my son into like some sort of artistic function. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously I came from a musical background growing up. I played in like a band early on in my life. And then obviously when that went completely downhill, uh, I joined the Navy more so out of necessity than anything, just a need to make money and a willingness to literally, I would scrub toilets for, you know, the right price. So for yeah, me, yeah. it was, like, whatever makes enough money so that I can have a certain lifestyle, like, I will do whatever it takes to do that. But if if the podcast takes off and I can just work in, like, a studio and, like, build a home studio and maybe even one day take that more professional role and, like, buy, like, a studio myself and then turn that into something else, I mean, I'll probably... I will definitely be doing it on the side regardless. So whether I get paid to do it or not is more so like it is my favorite hobby I have. And it's something that I'm like very passionate about doing. Uh, If it does make money, that's awesome. And I will only use pretty much the money that I make from it to make that even better over time. But if it doesn't turn into a job and it's just a hobby for me for the rest of my life, like that's fine too. I mean, I, for me, I do it 100% because I just love doing it. And every week it's a reason for me and my wife to sit down and talk about just really anything. Because we, we have, since the day we met, we have been very similar for being so different, I guess is like the way I would have to explain that. Because my wife, obviously, down home, southern country, you know, Georgia Bell. Right. And for me, I've always been like the, you know, the emo metalhead kid that, you know, sat in the back of class and doodled a bunch of dumb stuff in a notebook. And so yeah. us getting together, that was like a very should never have happened thing. But at the same time, we have so many similar life experiences. And like ever since having our kid and stuff, we've literally had a billion things to talk about always. For me, it's like we are just different enough that we can have our hobbies. And still have a lot of conversation in the interim of those two hobbies. And that's why we really started the podcast. For us, like it was just, hey, we're already doing this every day. Why not just record it and then throw it out there? If people love it, awesome. If we get canceled, I'm not gonna make enough money in this in my own head, like, that it's gonna affect me that much. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be candid. I'm gonna have a fun time with it. And then for Having all that recording equipment, I was like, I also just want to interview all these people that I've met in my life and just get their, I want their life story. I want to know everything about everyone, and I want people who may never get to talk about their life, like, at least I will have, like, put something out there that people can talk about, like, hey, this is all the fun times I had in the Navy. This is all the things that I did before the Navy that I also found to be fun, and I still like to do it now. And uh, I'm just very into people, right? I just want to know people on, like, a very personal level and have people understand, like, just because somebody grew up super rich or super poor or they grew up in, like, this major city or middle of nowhere and, like, they had these, like, tensions as a kid or, like, these kind of things. I'm so interested in, like, what makes you, you – and that's what I've been trying to do with, like, getting old is that thing where you just, you talk to people and you find out what makes them tick and what weird stories they have to tell that may just get lost otherwise, right? I mean, I yeah. I want people's story to get out there in the way that, like, maybe only, like, 50 other people that will never meet this person get to know them, but to me, that that's, like super awesome. That's like, what gets me going is being able to sit down and really like get to know somebody. And even if it's like just an hour, right. You, that's a story that would have otherwise maybe never been told and you would never get that perspective. And so I'll do it long after, you know, it makes money or not.
0: And I mean, sitting down with someone for an hour and having a a conversation just one-on-one is so rare these days that it almost feels, like, more intimate than it used to, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's
1: it's almost like a novelty, where, like, in the 50s, people, that's the only way you were talking, and now you have yeah. cell phones and text messaging, and sure, now you, you bring video into it, but let's be honest, like... You're not just gonna randomly pick up your phone and go, I wanna FaceTime this person and it's gonna ring to their pocket. Well, they're in the middle of a meeting. That's like really weird. That's so intrusive now. Or that's what it feels like, right? But back in the day, you used to people used to literally sit down on like porches or in diners and just chit chat all day face to face. And that face to face aspect has just completely gone away. And even
0: phone calls these days feel intrusive. Yeah, I know. You know. You'll just be like, you know, doing chores around the house. You'll get a call from mom. And you're like, I don't have time for this right now. Just send me it's a text. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, just text me. No. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, like we said, you're the
1: host of Down Home Dysfunction, Getting Old with Garth. That hasn't premiered yet. Right. Uh, so it just, I released two episodes. It's all on the same feed right now, is the big okay. thing. So, um, Right now, everything is on Down Home Dysfunction. So if you go and find that in Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and then obviously there's like a lot of like little, like smaller ones. So like Anchor, Podbean, and all of those like distributor sites, we're on a lot of those. But uh, pretty much the easiest way to see us would be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And we are under Down Home Dysfunction. So that's where you can listen to myself, Drew, and then my wife, Ariel. And then I've released two episodes of Getting Old. And then I think next week is actually when I planned on releasing uh, yours and Zubrod's episode that I did together. Word.
0: Well yeah, I look I look forward to seeing those podcasts grow. And do you have a a Patreon or anything like for fans to get involved or contribute or something something like that?
1: Uh as far as like
0: anything you like to plug.
1: Yeah, so as far as like monetization, we haven't done anything like even like ad reads just because for me right now, it's just a, it's a passion thing until I get, you know, obviously like video support. And obviously the cost starts exponentially rising as we start building up this studio. So I don't have like a Patreon or anything, but we are on Instagram under Downhome Dysfunction. We're on Facebook under the same name, Downhome Dysfunction. Um, those are like the big ways that we track, like obviously who might be listening on a week to week basis. I'm like obsessed with the analytics of things. So I already looked at like Apple. So Apple and Google have like the most expansive, uh, analytics as far as like this person stopped listening 22 minutes into your hour and a half podcast, but then they picked it back up like three days later. It is like absolutely insane what the analytics will do. But uh, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook under Down Home Dysfunction, um, and then as far as uh, yeah monetization, that that's pending. I mean, obviously, as we get onto YouTube, that stuff will be a different beast to tackle down the road.
0: Yeah, well, you know what I you know what I learned is that I had two guys on one from the UK, one from Australia, and I thought that Apple Podcasts was a bigger platform. For podcasts but i think that's only true in america i think worldwide spotify is huge is a, it's a much bigger platform yeah that's that's what that made me realize having like some of their audience listen to my podcast i was like oh my goodness like spotify is huge but yeah thank you for coming on guys check out down home dysfunction check out getting old with garth uh there's tons of banter between <laughs> he his wife and his his guests that he has on Uh, If you'd like to support me over on Patreon, you can at patreon.com forward slash Josh joshdavillier for as little as $1 a month. I'm not looking for for anybody to break their bank on my show or anything. But Drew, thank you for coming on. I really appreciated our Dude, it's
1: been awesome. Thank you so much for uh, having me.